2: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I want to go to the moon.
2: If you've got kids, then you know how unpredictable they are. But when it comes to planning for their college education...
1: Can I be an
2: astronaut? It's a whole new level of unpredictability. By investing as little as €100 Euro a month, we can help get your money working harder for you, for them, for tomorrow. Search bankofireland.com forward slash explore investing. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Terms and conditions apply. Bank of Ireland is a tight agent of New Ireland Assurance Company, PLC, trading as Bank of Ireland Life for life assurance and pensions business. Members of Bank of Ireland Group. Bank of Ireland trading as Bank of Ireland Insurance and Investments is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. It's not just electric, it's a Mercedes. Mercedes EQ, where luxury is reimagined for a sustainable world. Where iconic design satisfies your desire for better. Where reducing emissions is exciting. And now Mercedes introduce a new dimension to the EQ range. The all-electric EQB, offering seven seats as standard. The sustainability of all-electric, the luxury of a Mercedes. Discover the all-new, all-electric EQB at MSL Ballsbridge Motors.
1: Hey, welcome everyone to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove. Uh, flying solo again, Jason, the super producer is, um, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. We better, better check his, uh, his schedule and see why he's uh, not available. But when I'm only saying that, because when he gets this episode and starts producing it, he's gonna, you know, shake his fist at me and say, you know why I'm not available. So (laughs) so that's for you jason so uh before we get the episode started i just want to remind everybody that if you uh, have a story or uh, a sighting or an experience that you want to share with us you can find us at from the shadows podcast on facebook you can find our forum page on facebook after the shadows uh you can get a hold of me shane grove author on instagram or our from the shadows podcast uh instagram page or the good old fashioned way, just go to fromtheshadowspodcast.com, dot hit the contact button, send me an email. I'll get a hold of you. Um, we love to hear from everybody, uh, and uh, especially if you got a story, we really want to hear that. And uh, if it's something that you want to come on and share, we'll get you on. And then for everybody that, and I can't believe I could say this, could get enough, can't get enough of us. I mean. You can go to sign up for our Patreon page and get extra content. Uh, in fact, um, right before I recorded this, I put up the extra uh, midweek howl that we do uh, for our Patreon members every month. So uh, there's lots of good stuff on there, and go check it out. It's you know Patreon and Search From the Shadows uh, podcast. So with that being said... I, I we have a really cool guest a guest for today's episode um somebody who is out there in the uh, in the field s- searching for answers uh kicking butt and taking names I guess we can say that uh I want to bring on uh, Mike Oh gosh I'm going to butcher this
0: There it Fal- is
1: Fall Fal-
0: Fal- 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 Fan-a-lon. Family, there you go. Family. I keep Here's the if, problem if you didn't call that, I mean,
1: I know. I know. Look, look, I, it's like cursing a field goal kicker has a missed a kick, you know. <laughs> um, because all I could think about when we were talking about your last name was, was uh, from uh, the uh, holy grail, mm, Monty Python. Yep. I like to, 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 what is that, the spam I like to, like, uh. Gosh, what's the scene? I like to. Oh, they're singing in the castle. Are you not a Monty Python
0: fan? I forget that. Yeah, I forget what they say. It's been said to me before. <laughs> like, I, I haven't seen it. That.
1: That's all I could hear. Yeah. There's some. There's one of our fans out there going. I know that and, and, and yeah. doing it in their best best uh, Monty Python accent. But uh, so so Mike is from the group, the Sus- Sussex County Bigfoot, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my group, Sussex County Bigfoot, New Jersey. Um, that's kind of the uh, bread and butter where I where I started my whole Bigfoot foundation and research uh, in New Jersey. Yeah.
1: So so why don't you kind of tell everybody? Like I think everybody here's New Jersey and they think the Jersey Devil. There's no Bigfoot mm. running around there. And I know we've had some people on. I mean the Pine Barrens is a uh, spooky sound in place.
0: Uh, You're going to be in for a ride. This is going to be a good episode.
1: (laughs) So, and I love, and I love, it always is intriguing um, that whole area that, 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 that sort of um, um, geography is in a place where you think of, when you think of New Jersey, you think of New York, you think of East coast, it's all city, Mm -hmm. but I don't, a lot of people may not realize how vast and how much wilderness there is in New Jersey and even in New York.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, whenever you think of New Jersey, people think of, you know, Camden, Patterson, Newark, uh, the city, uh, and granted, uh, that is a big part of New Jersey. We're the most densely populated state in the country, so uh, we, we definitely have that going on for us. Uh, but we also have uh, some, some awesome greenway areas. Uh, there's 70,000 acres right in Sussex County that are protected natural uh, public areas. And then down in the Pine Barrens, like we were just talking about, um, 1.1 1. 1 million acres. It's actually the largest uh, undeveloped tract of land on the eastern seaboard between Maine and Florida. So when people say we don't have to, you know, there's not there's not enough land for a Bigfoot or a Jersey Devil, I, you know, I, I like to remind them that, uh, hey, look at the Sopranos, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Think about how many, think about how many bodies are out there. Oh. Because of because
0: of the because of
1: the, uh, the mob, probably yeah. hanging up, and they don't they're not found. So what makes you think we're going to find a Jersey Devil or Bigfoot every day mm. every time we go out there? You know, so 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 tell me, so how did you get in? How did you get into the subject of Bigfoot in New yeah. Jersey?
0: Well, it, it actually didn't start in New Jersey at all. It started in Florida. Um, I was uh, working at a beach resort um, in uh, in Sarasota. It was like the best job I've ever had before in my entire life. Um, and I was watching Finding Bigfoot on TV. We could say that, right? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I was watching the show, and uh, they were like, if you want to come out with us, Uh, You're more than welcome to you just go on our website and shoot us an email and and sign up and pay whatever and and you can come out with us So I was like, oh my god, that's the coolest thing ever I've never camped before this ever in my life. I was always an indoor kid growing up um, Video games all that kind of good stuff. Uh, So never camping whatever Uh, so I had I had to acquire my camp gear and i was engaged at the time and my fiance was like what are you doing i didn't tell her that we're going on this bigfoot trip right uh yeah so um i was like uh i started getting all the tents and stuff and the flashlights she's like why you know what are you you doing and i'm like we're gonna go look for bigfoot in north florida and, and, uh, then we broke up, uh, before the trip. So I don't know why, I don't know if it was because of the, the trip or not, but, um, <laughs> anyways, I had to, I moved up to Tampa and I got a job working on the ambulance. I'm an EMT by trade. Um, so I was working for the ambulance and, uh, I had to find, uh, these are non-refundable tickets, right? So, uh, I had to find a partner or somebody to go with. And I picked my weirdest partner on the ambulance because I knew absolutely nobody. And I was like, Jimmy, uh, I got a really strange and unusual question for you. But um, I uh, have two tickets to go to North Florida and look for Bigfoot. Do you want to come with me? And he said, and it's my best friend to this day. He said, oh, I've always wanted to do that. And I was like, nice, (laughs) perfect, right? so um then the the, the trip comes around and we go up to north florida and nothing happens it's uh there's like 60 people there uh we camp away from everybody because we thought everybody's going to be weird because you know they're looking for bigfoot so it's like you know we we wanted to camp away from those people um but nothing happened. Right. And uh, we, it was a lot of hiking, a lot of talking to witnesses. It was really cool. And in, in, in that sense, but we didn't have any Bigfoot activity whatsoever uh, until the last night. And uh, it was last night. Um, it's like four o'clock in the morning. Me and Jimmy are up. We're watching the meteor shower and we're just kind of talking and doing whatever. And uh, we hear a tree knock uh, come from one, one side of camp. And I instantly thought that it was these people that put on the expedition that are that are knocking on that knock, you know, knocked on the tree to, you know, try to get us going. You, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're chumming the water a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to make nothing, you guys think, OK, nothing's happened.
0: Well, exactly. we got to give
1: them something. We've got to give them something.
0: Yeah. Dinner and a show, you know. Uh, so so a tree knock happens from the complete opposite side of camp like a minute later but it's like far away. So I'm like, wow, these people are pretty good. You know, they got radios. They're telling them, you know, when to knock and stuff. Um, And then nothing happens about 10, 15 minutes later. um, Take like a fist size um, rock. Right. And you could hear it come down through the pine trees. And it was, it was obviously thrown Uh, and it comes down through the pine trees and lands like five feet away from us. Right. Um, so I'm petrified. I'm like, nope, this is how horror movies start. And my friend's like, if you want to sleep in the car, you're more than welcome to. And by the time he could say that I had my tent and my sleeping bag and I was just beelining it right for the car. Um, but then he finally talks some sense to me. He's like, Mike, um, You know, this is why we're here. Bigfoots knock on trees and they throw rocks like this could be Bigfoot activity that we're having. So he talked me out of the car back by the campfire. And over the course of the next 15 minutes, uh, four or more of these fist sized rocks land uh, like 10 to 15 feet away from us.
1: Um, And you guys are the only ones that are up.
0: We're the, well, we, we, that's what we're assuming. It's four o'clock in the morning. So, you know, everybody else would be assumptionally asleep or they wouldn't be, they're, they're, they wouldn't be messing with us, the, the other people on this trip, because they're kind of in it for the same reason that we're in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess it could have been, but I, I, I knew it wasn't a person at that exact moment after this, this fourth rock came or the fifth rock came because a laptop sized boulder came crashing down through the trees and landed like 10 feet from us. And
1: well, well, I was asking you guys the only ones up is why are they messing with you? Right. Because they, because they know you're up and like, and they're it, trying to, you know, they're like trying to get you into your tent or something or, or what?
0: I think it was because um we were we remember I said we camped a little further away from everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it was because of that. Uh, I think we were just a little bit too close to their family group, like we were the closest of them to the family group. And that was just a little too close for them. I think they hang out in family groups. I think that's kind of like their lifestyle and the way they the way they do their whole family family situation. Um, And I I think that we were probably a little too close to them. That's why we got such aggressive activity where everybody else didn't get too much activity at all, because they didn't, A, pose a threat, and B, weren't as close as we were to them.
1: So... So nobody else, like, so you wake up in the morning. Do you guys share this then with the other people?
0: Well, yeah, we were like, at first, did anybody hear tree knocks? Because we didn't want to sound crazy. Like, you know, there's, there's someone just threw a boulder at us last night. Like that's, that's kind of sounds crazy for two new people to show up to a B, BFRO expedition and, and say that we thought anyway. Uh, so we were like, uh, did anybody hear tree knocks? And everybody's like, no, no, nobody was up. We were asleep. So then we didn't really go to go on to too much. Uh, and I, on the forum afterwards, I I ended up telling the whole story. But um, but no, not at the time. I didn't didn't. Uh, nobody heard anything. Nobody said anything about it. Just us.
1: Now I know you guys are newbies, but did you think about going out and and like looking for footprints or anything?
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, us being brand new, we were still, we are still pretty, you know, we, we don't do, I don't do anything like kind of like half, half, half-assly. So like all, um, I'll make sure what we did was we took like measurements and we went out to where, like, cause we were on a knoll, kind of like on a, like a mound, if you will, a tall, tall, big mound. And the closest that that thing could have been was like, it closest was like 70 yards away. So, I don't know for a human to throw a boulder, laptops as boulder, 70 yards. That's just absolutely uh, not within human range. Uh, no, that's yeah. not, I mean, I <laughs> that is not. A, I could barely toss a, a, a pitch a softball. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I I've known some, uh, some big uh, world-class throwers who could not, pick up something that big and throw it that far and i've seen them throw 100 100 pound rocks and throw them you know 20 feet and sure. that's unbelievable and it's like uh that's not quite that big, as big as what you're talking about but then to to throw that 10 times that distance
0: uh, hey, yeah. 70,
1: that's 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 unimaginable <laughs> no. that's unimaginable but so so there there you go so there so you think Um, you think you had now, how long ago was that then? That that That
0: was in, uh, 2011. That was my, my first, my first Bigfoot, uh, thing was 2011.
1: So 11 years have gone by and you've got a lot of experience that we'll talk, you know, talk about looking back on that. Has it, has it cemented in your mind that that was actually what was going on or has it, has it maybe changed your opinion a a little bit the other way?
0: you know, I, 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 as far as if it was Bigfoot or not, I don't really think it matters to me anymore. Uh, I think what matters the most is that it got me into Bigfooting. That initial event got me on the verge of thinking, you know, this is something that Bigfoot could do. And this is something I'm kind of interested in. And from there you know, taking that to the next level and researching it more and more and more. It could have been somebody messing with us. It could have been our imaginations or hell, I could even be making the story up for, for all you know. Um, but would that lead me, to, it, it, whatever, whatever was the cause of, of whatever happened, it led me to where we are today. And I think that's the coolest thing. Well,
1: I, listen, I, I, I'm flattered that you think talking to me on this podcast is the
0: coolest. (laughs) From the shadows, baby.
1: Now, before, before, now that I know that your very first experience happened in Florida and you, but, and then you left and are now in New Jersey. I'm going to guess that you were visited by one, Mr. Stacy Brown, who said, listen. Florida is not big enough for the both of us. So I suggest <laughs> you get out. I only say that because I know Stacy will be driving his Uber when he listens to this yeah. and he'll be like, gosh dang it, every time he has to say
0: something. <laughs> yeah, Stacy Stacy and I are our acquaintances. We're 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 pretty good. Oh he's, he, he's, he's the guy. He,
1: Yes, he is, He's the best. And he, he'll be he'll get a laugh out of me busting his uh, chops over that. <laughs> but that but uh, seriously, that is something I could see Stacy Brown doing. anyway. How did you end <laughs> up leaving? How did you end up like leaving then Florida and getting to New Jersey?
0: yeah well, I was originally from New Jersey. My family's up here, and um I had moved down there for the for the fiance, like I said, and when that didn't work out, uh, did the whole emT thing, and i I kind of got burnt out and homesick. so moved back up to uh, Jersey, where the family is. Uh, and I thought my bigfoot career was over. I'm like, oh man, uh, there's no there's no you know New Jersey bigfoot. And then I get up here and um, you know, one of the first things I do before I unpack is look at big New Jersey Bigfoot reports and I see that New Jersey's like number six or seven on the list of Bigfoot sighting states. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and then and then from there, I looked at the sightings, uh, the sightings by county and saw that Sussex County is up there number one. So I'm like, wow, there might be something there might be something to this. Uh, so I started that Sussex County Bigfoot group. And uh, that was back in 2015, I believe. Yeah, 2015, I moved back to Jersey. Yeah, no, yeah, 2014, 14 it was. Yeah, long time ago.
1: So, so how did how was it received? Like, how was it received? I don't know. Um, you know, because we're in our own little world here, and I'm not. You know, and I know I've talked to a lot of people in Ohio that have Bigfoot groups and stuff. And mm-hmm. so back then though, how, how quickly did, did other people raise their hands and say, hey, I wanna jump in and and, and join you? Or, I mean, how did you get the word out about
0: it? You know, and, and I, I got to give my credit to the BFRO because um, I, I connected with a BFRO member up here. Uh, I was an investigator with them for a while um, so I had my BFRO connection. When I moved back to New Jersey, I reached out to a uh, gentleman, Eric Spinner, who's a, who's a phenomenal friend of mine. Uh, and he, he kind of hooked me up with, with some New Jersey people. Um, and then uh, once I started that Sussex County group, people just started coming out of the woodwork, um, just saying, hey, uh, I've seen a Bigfoot here and I've seen a Bigfoot here. And this is 30 years ago. And, and it, was, it was two years ago or it was last month. And uh, from there, I decided to start this rolling kind of online database, which is, uh, it can be seen on my website, Um, but it's, uh, it's all of Sussex County's Bigfoot sightings. There's 58 of them in the county, which is pretty cool. And you can actually click on each one of them and see the, see the individual reports and the, from the, from the initial report to the, the uh, in-depth, you know, uh, investigative report and stuff like that.
1: Wow. So you've, so you've then, so you've cataloged the fifty-eight known reports for Sussex County.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.
1: Now, is there is there anything about those reports that is there any patterns? Or is there any any areas that stand yeah
0: okay out? yeah so so here here we go with the pattern thing. So I think that, um, and I would challenge uh, your listeners, especially researchers. Um, to look at at their reports um, while well, listening to kind of my philosophy about how Bigfoots uh, move, and try to relate their sightings and their their database reports uh, with this, and hopefully it makes some kind of sense, in um, that means so we could start putting some more puzzle pieces together, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So uh, in New Jersey, um, we have a really cool movement of Bigfoot throughout the state, uh, and it happens uh, every third year. Uh, so, so every third year, sightings in X part of the state increase by eighty percent. Right now, um, the Bigfoot are in Sussex County. By me, uh, it's that year that they're up here. Um, the, we've had 11 sightings this year and I've not, uh, in the county and I've not, uh, collected sightings from anywhere else in the state this year. Um, so with that being said, so we have to ask ourselves why every third year, right? Um, being, being researchers, we got to ask that question why. And I think, uh, it's because if you, if you look at, uh, a, a Bigfoot sighting map, and you have a bear population map, right? And this is pretty much the entire United States. Um, and you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. The this, the sightings are pretty much the exact same, um, and that the overlay is is very phenomenally similar. Um, same same way goes uh, with Florida uh, is, is a perfect example. There's like three distinct black bear populations in the state of Florida, and uh, there's three distinct uh, sightings of Bigfoot locations of Bigfoot in the state. Anyways, uh, I digress. Um, but I think uh, Bigfoot eat what bear eat, right? Um, so that would make sense, uh, especially because their populations are very similar, like we just said. Um, so, uh, what do berries? We got berries, bushes, grasses, ferns, shrubs, garbage. Sometimes, sometimes meat. What's um, super interesting, uh, and a biology or um, a botanist can back me up on this, but if you take uh, that food source, like a berry bush, uh, and you take all the berries off of it and strip it, so it's like dead, right? It takes three years for those berries to grow back. So I think Bigfoot's movements are nomadic. I think they have a nomadic movement around the state and you could actually track them going around the state counterclockwise and you could you can kind of track their movements and where the sightings uh, are increasing going to increase and have increased in the past which is uh really super super exciting and uh i don't think that's been been shown anywhere else in the country before
1: really that that would be that would be super interesting for researchers in every state to kind of take a step back and do and kind of do a, a three to six year uh,
0: yeah study. test it out if it doesn't yeah, work it's... it doesn't work you know it, that's just uh if it does though how cool is that
1: yeah that would uh that would pinpoint i mean at the very least you kind of know like okay three years from now i believe they're going to come back to sussex county in full force and uh maybe you you know maybe you can prepare for that
0: and you can even take it one step further so i think there's nine individual bigfoot in the state And I and I think this because now this this relies solely on sightings now. Now we're going not by evidence. We're just going on sightings, right? And and uh, when I say evidence, uh, footprints, hair, whatever we find, but that also does rely on sightings before. But this this is um, strictly from 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 sightings. But um, the first group of individuals, there's five of them. There's there's an adult male an adult female and three juveniles uh, and they have like a black hair um uh like a dark color fur. Uh and then about a month later comes the red color fur. Uh and that has four individuals in it, two juveniles and a mother and a father.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah.
0: And
1: and so you think those are the only (coughs) excuse me, the only ones in the whole state?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't think there's, um, I don't think there's many, uh, much of a population in the state. I don't think there can be, to be honest with you.
1: Wow, that's kind of like because I mean, my what I would think would be like, oh, there's got to be a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there, fifty. You know what I'm saying? Like to think that there's only that few um, would uh, kind of blows my mind a little bit.
0: Yeah, but no, um, but, when but, could, when the,
1: but the area that you're talking about—if that's how many there are—now you can see why you just don't run into them.
0: Well, exactly. You got to be in the right place at the right time, and that's that's if you're lucky, then you might want to have they they might want to have some interaction. Um, but uh, and and people are going to say, well, nine individuals are, is not enough to keep the population going, which is a hundred percent accurate. Um, but we do have uh, the New York Bigfoot, which there's no um, artificial boundary, there's no natural, there's no natural boundary from between the two states between Pennsylvania or New Jersey and New York. Um, and then you have the Delaware River on the Pennsylvania side of New Jersey. Uh, Sussex County is in the armpit. I forgot to mention that, uh, between Pennsylvania and New York, the very top of the state. Um, so on the Pennsylvania side, we have the Delaware River, which I think a Bigfoot could easily swim over because it's been videotaped multiple times that bear crossed the Delaware River. So I certainly think a Bigfoot can, can cross and uh, that could be to for repopulation purposes and to to intermingle and, and to, you know, shimmy, shimmy with the other Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, I mean, they don't know that they, they're not supposed to go over there and hang out with the New Yorkers and the, you know, right, yeah, like you said, yeah. it's like hey, you know, hey, we don't know, you know, hey, just it's just a you know hot Bigfoot
0: over there. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's super interesting. I mean, I I do. I hope I've never heard that kind of um, uh, you know thought about the about the population and. It's migration around a certain area. so I kind of I kind of hope some people hear this and kind of take that to heart and maybe do some of their own research and come back with uh, some of their findings. I think that would be kind of cool or at least I, reach out reach out to you and say, hey I, I checked this out and, and this is what we came up with.
0: Yeah or even you know if it, take take my, uh, my my database and say, um hey these numbers aren't right because something might not be right they're 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 on that map i i did color coat the uh the the pins to be every 3 years so in in theory all there's the pins on the map should all be the same color but they're not so there's something a little off with my theory which i would love for somebody to come and say hey i think x y and z because of this this and this you know that would be that would be totally phenomenal if somebody could do that hmm so good
1: good there's nothing there's nothing better than homework
0: and like you said (laughs) I, I think the basis of any researcher is to find answers and I think that's um even if you're not a researcher and just interested in the topic I think that's um kind of your um the sole, sole reason why you're interested is to find answers. You're interested in the, in the mysterious and the mysteries of, of, you know, whatever, because we want to know the answers to these certain things. So um, by, by doing, like I said, homework, um, you know, and like I say, putting the puzzle pieces together, maybe uh, we can, we can start to see the big picture soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the more people that are doing, because uh, do, I know there's a lot of, lot of great people out there doing a lot of great research and, and investigations and stuff and uh and I think the more uh the more diff- you know the more variety of hypotheses get applied to try to you know figure out you know what like you said what is working and what doesn't work as far as theories go the it's going to be a bigger piece to your puzzle yeah. You know that you're trying to fit you yeah. know because you know, I guess you can't really eliminate everything but you certainly can come uh, come at it with a lot more certainty about some things
0: well that's true you can't eliminate anything until you until you know the until we have a you know we actually know, <laughs> yeah,
1: know we
0: have, yeah we have we know yeah, exactly. things but we don't know anything
1: so so Okay, so now that you, you you're in New Jersey, you set you set all this up. What happens? And you guys start going out and uh, investigating cases that come to you, or sightings that come to you, or do you go out and and uh, just try to uh, find evidence on your own?
0: So yeah, we started going out just by uh, just a couple people up in North Jersey, just me and a couple friends, and. Um, then I was like, um, you know what? I'm tired of all these shows on TV that are fake, and I hate to say it, but we all know that shows are are produced for ratings, and they're not they're 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 not known for to be the truest of the true uh, when it comes to Bigfoot research. Um, so and if i just bursted anybody's bubble i do apologize um
1: i just uh, hey i just heard look i just heard cliff on finding bigfoot say the same thing yeah you know and he was on you know he was on the show that basically i don't want to say he's the biggest perpetrator of it but you know it's right you know they did a lot of stuff just for entertainment i don't want to say entertainment value but to make it more appealing to sit and watch because you and i both know it's it's not something doesn't happen every time you go out exactly something yeah. probably doesn't happen every 10 times you go out mm-hmm. you know it's almost like fishing fishing yeah. you, you have more you have more luck fishing you know than you do but but i
0: don't know i i'm not that great at fishing i tried but i'm really not that great at fishing <laughs> now um It's it's and 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 the best the best show on TV or the best the best way to capture evidence is to go into uh, the woods in the middle of the night with um, no equipment, sit there and be silent. And and that's the best way that you're going to capture evidence or see something. And unfortunately, that makes a really terrible show. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it does go yeah, bigger. It, does. Um, it does. so so what i decided to do was was we take not only the night investigations that we do but we also do the thing like finding bigfoot did where we find find uh witnesses and and interview them but we show the behind the scenes things in our show it's called in the shadow of big red eye and it's um, we go around to these these locations that have had sightings or or have had witnesses or or just could have the potential to have good sightings, and we do investigations and we film film our investigations of the area. So that's that's called in the shadow of Big Red Eye. and Big Red Eye is Sussex County, New Jersey's uh, very own Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, I saw. I was when I was reading uh, before before we came on. I saw that's what. Like we call it the Ohio Grass Man, where you're at, they call it the Big Red Eye, which is kind of an ominous uh, way to describe something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you want to get right to the point, that's that's how to do it.
1: I gotta be honest. I I mean, yeah, I'd like to go out and see the Grass Man. I'm not so sure I want to go see a Big Red Eye. (laughs) (laughs) Since we established, I have seen a Big Red Eye, uh, one or two, and it was not something I'm like, ah, yeah, I want to go out and see that again. Yeah, you know. So, uh, like, just like a big, you know, ape-type creature hanging out in the tall grass, sounds kind of pleasant. Mm. You know? It sounds kind yeah.
0: of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, I actually was on a night hike the other day, and uh, uh, a night hike the other night, I should say, not the other day. But uh, I saw this, the best, what I thought, the best eye shine that I ever saw. It was bright red, and I was like, oh my god, I, I almost peed myself a little bit. Uh, and then I realized it was just a reflector from a fence. So, <laughs> and it's, and it's that kind of stuff that you actually get to see on the show, because I'm going to include that because that's pretty funny actually.
1: <laughs> but, but that's, that's true. Uh, you know, you definitely want to put that under just to say, Hey, hey look how experienced you are. And you still kind of got fooled for a second.
0: Look, the whole the the whole reason why I made the show is to get friends and families out and into nature off the couch and to like explore something just to explore something in nature. Right. So um, I think it's it's. Too many people are connected nowadays with the phones. I mean, you and me are, you know, sitting in front of computers talking, of course, right now, but but I think in general, um, especially the younger generations, um, too, too connected all the time. Too much internet, Wi-Fi, 4G, 5G, whatever you have now, uh, and... and and nobody spends enough time in the woods. So what the series is is truly about is it's designed, it's filmed in an amateur style. So like the next generation of Bigfooters can go out and and film uh, in the same way that I'm filming and hopefully make it a lot better than my show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're trying to inspire uh, people
0: Absolutely. To Absolutely. get out
1: there and like you said, you know, be be, be better, you know be better be more innovative come up with their own type of um uh, investigative tools you know or
0: their own process piece, their own, that they can, yeah yeah that,
1: th- that they can share for sure
0: I, I just saw somebody today uh on facebook they're using uh, they just tried using uh some sort of spray foam for track casting and uh they were trying it out in snow and it worked i was like wow that's something i never would have thought of um but it doesn't melt the snow and uh, it comes out perfect. So it's like, wow, that, that kind of stuff uh, needs to happen more often. I think to think outside of the box with, with certain things and then Bigfoot research
1: that now I've never gone out and, and cast a track, but I got to think that that would be a lot easier to, uh, to do than take mortar and water and, yeah, and, and pour it in there and then come back after it's set and take it out. I mean, uh yeah, that it's, spray it's, foam would be like instant,
0: right? It's something. Yeah, it's something that I have to look into a lot more. <laughs> but it's a great idea, really.
1: Oh, gee. so, so as you're going out and um, doing some of this uh, research and investigation, what what kind of stuff have you yourself experienced or discovered?
0: Man. Um... I have uh, come across uh, in High Point State Park in New Jersey, which is, is in Sussex County. Um, it's kind of like my go to area for for um, really good evidence. Um, I had uh, a witness contact me um, and back in 2014. And he was like, um, I'm, a, I'm a, a science teacher from in by New York City. And I, every weekend uh, in the morning, early morning, I come out and I ride my bike uh, up in a mountain bike up in High Point uh, to get away and to whatever. And it's in the wintertime and I find have found thousands of footprints throughout the, uh, throughout the years that I've been going up there. And I said, you're kidding. He's like, do you, do you want me to take up there? And I said, no. Um, no, I said, absolutely. You know, so so uh, we we went up there one morning and it was like a fresh snow on the ground. It was super early. Nobody else was up there before us. And I know like like, excuse me, um, when when people say nobody was up there, there's always like, oh, well, it could have been somebody was up there. You know, nobody was up there. You know, I can tell like nobody's up there. <laughs> so, but but I mean, I don't know. Uh, but we walked down like a mile and a half down this fire road and, and, uh, paralleling the fire road, um, about two feet off the tracks or off the, off the roadway was, uh, was a Bigfoot footprint. And it was 15 and a half, 16 inches long in the snow, uh, 11 and a half inches wide. Um, and, uh, we followed it for like six tracks over about 70 yards. And then we lost it because the snow had stopped and it was frozen ground. So um, that was really cool. Uh, that was probably one of the best uh, best uh, physical pieces of evidence that we've collected. Um, and uh, he's and the witness was like, see, I told you. And I'm, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but I know he couldn't have done it either because we were up there before him. Anyways. Um, also from High Point State Park, uh, we got a really stellar vocalization. Uh, I did a a owl call, um, and I got a, a response back. It was a, a three howl response. And um, what I do is before I before I, I publish any of my uh, evidence, uh, I I always get it like analyzed by by scientists or whomever in the field does that sort of uh, analysis, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so I have a friend Devin, and uh, he does uh, he he's uh, does bioacoustics and he does uh, that's what he does on the side of Saswatch, uh research. So he uses his skills and whatever. and he came back and with like this two page report, I sent him the audio. And he came back and said, well, because this X, Y, and Z, it's outside of human vocal range. And it's also no known animal. So to have somebody come back and say that, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's from,
0: you know, my bet in New Jersey. Go figure of all places.
1: Now, did he, uh, did they say it was the Jersey Devil, though? That's what
0: so so here here's here's my my view of the jersey devil now i know we, we talked a little about before the show about the jersey devil um so i think now put your seatbelts off on for this one i think that the new jersey devil is an actual misidentified bigfoot really i do Yeah. Um, and the reason why I think that is there's been no physical evidence of the Jersey devil ever captured. Um, the, uh, their, their sightings of the Jersey devil, um, represent a Bigfoot. They're seven foot tall screams in the night with glowing red eyes. That sounds like a Bigfoot to me. Um, and, um, uh, I think, uh, it, and you know, it's just a it's just a phenomenal story of the Jersey Devil. It's the the thirteenth child born to Mother Leeds, um, and uh, the child uh, the mother gave birth. Mother Leeds gave birth, and the she's she cursed the child, says this child's going to be the devil, and sure enough, uh, the little baby sprouted wings, grew a little tail, the horse head and uh killed the family flew up through the chimney and terrorizes the residents of the pine barrens to this day that's the that's the story and and as terrific as the story is um you know i don't know if if that's too folklorish uh to be true or not i don't know you you be you you be the judge the the only
1: <clears throat> the only thing that i would say and from what i remember of the story of the Jersey Devil, and the one, it was one particular event, right, that really, like, one morning, it was, the, like, the town woke up and found footprints all over, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that?
0: Yeah, well, well in, uh, in, in, and I believe it was 1909, there was a, a rash of sightings that actually um, closed schools down, closed the factories down um so so there there was definitely something going on during that that actually a little side fun fact for you is the philadelphia zoo actually offered a ten thousand dollar bounty to anybody that could capture the jersey devil dead or alive right so somebody i don't know how i guess the rules were a little lax back in the day but they uh they they got a kangaroo they painted they painted the poor thing green with a yellow stripe going down the back, and glued fake wings to this poor little thing, and tried to turn the thing in for the reward. And then the zoo was just like, "This is a kangaroo. We got these things here. This is not. This is not how it works."
1: And all the so, Philadelphia fans just booed. Yeah, they came yeah, to the they came to the zoo and booed the kangaroo. <laughs>
0: you
1: call yourself a devil, boo. But when I was going back to that is we one of the pieces of evidence where there was footprints on the roofs mm-hmm. in yeah, the snow. That's wow. true. yeah so that's the only part to me is like eh, could that how could a bigfoot do that i, um, I mean i know i've heard un- stories
0: of unfortunately we don't have any of those casts of the footprints that's the yeah. thing i see i think and and this is going to now and i have to say the, the people of southern New Jersey, the the pioneers we call them, they're very, extremely passionate about their Jersey devil. Um, as per them, the thing is real. It exists, and there's no two ways about it. Um, so, so when I say this, I, 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 I say this with all due respect for the people of this, of Southern New Jersey. Um, but I think, um, in, in that time in the in the early 1900s, there was actually a sandhill crane mm, that kind of yeah. migrated North. Um, and it happens, it doesn't happen often, but, um, they resemble a Jersey Devil extremely well, especially if you play a little game of telephone throughout the years, and um, and I think that's that's probably what they what they saw um, back in back in the early 1900s. But that's just my opinion, and uh, like I said, the people of of South Jersey are correct, and they always will be. I actually I got I have to say that because I got a death threat one time from somebody. <laughs>
1: I was, look, yeah. I was just jokingly going yeah. to say, hey, look, you know, you're going to end up in the Pine Barrens, not the way that you really want
0: yeah, to. Yeah, no, don't you know, even joke that... about that, because this is, yeah, now yeah, they're <laughs> quite passionate, passionate people.
1: Remember, everybody listening, that's Mike Fallon. Fallon.
0: <laughs> well, you can't say it correct, so oh, I don't have anything no. to worry about. There no. we go. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So,
1: so, So you, what else have you then out there investigating? I mean, that sounds like, you know, you got footprints, you got some great vocalization. Is that the extent of what you yourself have experienced?
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking of the Pine Barrens, I was down uh, in the Pine Barrens where we we found um, some some, uh, juvenile tracks, which is awesome. Um, Yeah. And uh, what's really cool about this is we tested out my three-year cycle theory. And um, so we went down there, we found these tracks that are about six inches, five, six inches long when we first found them. And they were uh, about a mile and a half back off this uh, river in the Pine Barrens where, I mean, you had to hike off trail to get to. There, it's crazy if there's any kids around, but anyways, I guess there could have been some crazy people. But what's cool about it is we went back there three years later, and those we found like eight-inch footprints, and then Mm -hmm. we went back three years later, and there were twelve-inch footprints. So So they're
1: returning to the same spot as they grow.
0: And 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 that just would clarify my three-year cycle. theory and it would also it would also lend some credence because you could see the different size trackways and the different individuals that were there so you can count the five individuals or the four different individuals in that family group that were all there at that time Because so there were different size tracks
1: and that's see now is now is that stuff then it gets added to the database or is that just uh for your that you know to apply to the database
0: because unfortunately that's in south jersey that's not in sussex county or else it would be one of my one of my little uh, uh little ticks is that researchers don't report themselves or report activities themselves and and i think that's that's um uh a really disservice to the field i think we get some really great activity but um, I, I know you said you're not a researcher, but as, as a researcher, I don't have anywhere to report my activity to, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, um,
0: I think, you know, if, and I,
1: and I kind of described like the experience that we had and it's like, well, I don't even know what to report. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I don't right. know what to report or how how to even go about reporting it, and who would I report it to? Because I don't know that what I what I saw, you know, or what I experienced, and um, right. you know, and I, I got to think that there's a lot of people that probably feel the same way. Sure. That, okay, is what did this this my little? You know, I didn't have a visual and i didn't come across footprints do i did i really hear something did i you know wh- yeah. wh- you know what did i what did i experience and who who do you tell it to you know cuz that's kind of a i think people probably think that you know and that probably hurts uh, getting all the information yeah for sure
0: Yeah, and that's why that's why I like to to go out and we were we were talking about uh, before before we got on the air here. um, My library tour that we got uh, coming out in 2023 and and that's one of the reasons why I love to go around to um, libraries. For those of those of you don't know, I'm going around to a bunch of different states in uh, the beginning of 2023. Uh, and I go to libraries, local libraries, and I talk about Bigfoot for an hour. And then I open the floor up to anybody that has had a sighting and wants to talk about it. And let me tell you, there's people there that have, have been bottled up for 40, 50 years and never said anything. And then you give them that opportunity and it's wonderful. And then you have people that are like, oh, I've been hunting for 40 years and there's nothing out there in the woods. And then. Then you say, "Well, you know, have you ever came across this, or have you have you heard this?" And then they're like, "Well, yeah," like, "Oh, well, that could be a bigfoot." And they're like, "Oh, huh?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you're, yeah look, you look—you know as well as I do—the majority of people probably uh, that are out hunting, for instance they probably don't want to come across the bigfoot so they're even if they had some sort of experience they're not going to t- they're not going to admit to themselves let to anybody else yeah. that 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 they're uh, you know were their perfect spot to hunt deer could be uh, tainted by uh yeah. by a that, by an eight I, foot I think hairy creature you
0: know I think it's 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 great because you have the hunters and and a lot of i wouldn't say a lot of hunters uh some hunters that i have talked to um feel that um since they're older and more experienced that they know everything in the woods and i i i and have come across and have seen and heard everything in the woods so i say um you know, uh someone comes up to me and says, I've been hunting for forty years. I have never come across the bones of a bigfoot. Where are the bones of the bigfoot? And I love that question, man. That's one of my favorite questions because it gets me go because I got the perfect answer for it, right? And I whip it out too. I'm quick with it. And I say, Boom. Well, have you ever seen a bear skeleton? And they're like Nope. Crap. <laughs> so um it's cool though, because you, you know, that's, that's what I call kind of like education. You, you try to educate these people more and more about the topic and, and um, you know, somebody that comes at you with a question like that and, and and where the bones is, obviously um, they got some, some, some um, they're coming into it with something. So, so they, they obviously have, you know, some, sort of vendetta or, or prior opinion, if you will, um, about Bigfoot. But if you can just educate anybody and everybody who say, listen, we're not, we're not crazy people out here looking for, for, for this made up thing in the woods. This is, you know, we can put some science behind it and we could put some, some, some real data behind this stuff and, and hopefully, hopefully get more people on board with it and get the right people on board with it.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I I do want to ask you. So what what are what are some of your favorite sighting stories that you have uh, that you have got, uh, heard hmm. or been told? Uh, just and we'll just center around New Jersey. Like, what are a couple of the the ones that you've talked to somebody and they just told you a story that was just amazing.
0: Well, we'll we'll can we can we go down to Florida? Because I got I got oh, the
1: story for, for Florida. I, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, Stacy Brown. We're going
0: yeah, I'm to gonna Florida. steal I'm gonna steal some of the center and he's gonna be pissed at me because he knows exactly what I'm talking about too. Um so there's this one piece of property in Florida that's very famous. It's it's um it's been on shows and everybody knows about it. But um they uh
1: they, no we're not talking about disney world
0: right not disney world okay. no okay. no All popular right. no just, not the yeti just, ride not, not yeah just, um but um uh, this property has some really cool sightings on it and um the first thing uh happened a long time ago 30 years ago when the house was just getting built and the hispanic men that were working on the roof they didn't speak any english um but after the day's work, they used to say goodbye, goodbye, whatever, and, and come back the next day and do their work and then say goodbye and come back the next day. And uh, they would say, uh, uh, you have a very nice monkey man. They didn't know how to speak any English, but they knew just enough to say that you have a nice pet monkey man. Which is really cool. Uh, they're just sitting there working on the roof. How would they know? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what is what is that, first of all? Let's start there. Um, but uh, then they would have um, and I know we're we're kind of you know we're not doing the best on time, but uh, they they had uh, little sparrows um, uh, uh, would be, I guess caught somehow and defeathered and then um, thrown on their front yard. so they would find they would they would wake up to find dead defeathered sparrows over the front yard. Um, and then uh, he would Mr. The, 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 the husband would throw the, the sparrows kind of to the other side of the fence back in the woods and the next morning, it'd be back again. Um, that would happen routinely. Um, they used to also get rocks thrown. This is, um, uh, extremely close within 20 miles of where uh, I had my first encounter so um this also they they used to get rocks throws um constantly at their property which is really cool um they actually uh they had like this kind of old older concrete that was getting um kind of decrepitated and falling apart right and the bigfoot used to collect that and throw them through those pieces of concrete (laughs) okay okay Oh, florida doesn't have any uh, you know it's very hard to find rocks in florida so so uh it, was yeah, cool so, 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 so it sounds like this sounds like a, a somebody crazy right
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah. uh so uh i mean the
1: sparrow thing i've never heard I've yeah never heard of a bird getting defeathered and and then tossed
0: and you know he, you know who knows what it could be um you know uh, if it's even bigfoot related i'm not saying it is um uh, another another story that that happened on their property was um the husband uh would get up every morning and go out to get the newspaper walk down their front front driveway and and their front walkway to get the newspaper and and one morning uh there was a rattlesnake on the walkway so he took out his machete and chopped uh you know killed it uh and it threw it across the fence right and uh he chopped it up and threw it across the fence the next morning um the snake was in a straight line on his doorstep facing the door right so the Bigfoot got the pieces or whoever got the pieces and lined the snake up on the doorstep so he's like screw this so he buried the thing the next morning, it was unburied on his doorstep, curled up in one of those like patterns, like it was going to strike type of thing. Sounds crazy. I'm saying this and I'm like, this, I sound crazy <laughs> saying this. Well,
1: whatever is doing this that did that, whether it was a Bigfoot or a person, that's it's creepy.
0: And this happens over years. We're talking about having over 30 years. So, you know. If it's a person, I'm not saying they live in the middle of nowhere in the middle of like i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of redneck out there, so I mean maybe people got some time on their hands but i i don't know and it it's just just the the location that it's in and um if you if you um knew the the area and the history of the area um you would understand that this this has very high potential to be uh a bigfoot activity um the coolest thing uh, uh sh- the story the 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 wife was st- telling a story one time is they um they were sleeping it was winter so they had the windows open in florida and they hear something uh jump on their roof right and they're like oh this is a bigfoot they hear it walking down the roof you know they got one of those slanted roofs and it's of course it's like a full moon out so they got the silhouette you know going on type of thing so she got her gun and she's like i'm going to shoot this thing this is a bigfoot i'm going to shoot it when it looks down over this window because it was coming like down but you know over top of her bed coming down and she hear heard it like walking 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 and the thing looks down and the silhouette starts coming down you see the head come down then it jumps off the roof it was a Florida panther Oof. yeah at that point there was only 25 of them left in the wild how cool is that
1: well thank God you didn't shoot it
0: yeah no kidding right
1: <laughs> holy smokes yeah yeah that would that would
0: i like to throw no. that story in there just because it's it's super cool it's not big three related but it's just one of the coolest things
1: yeah no it's and as cool as that is a florida panthers not putting together a snake back on your front
0: no porch. no no i don't think so no
1: wow well i wanted to um because i want to i want to we want to direct everybody to your youtube stuff but i want to ask you i wa- i started watching the one but you went and did the investigation up in Vermont, with with the real famous pic. I mean, everybody's probably seen it. That's in the Bigfoot.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the Vermont baby Bigfoot picture. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, so you went up and did that. What what was your conclusion when you came away from that? I mean, because I didn't see the end, so I don't know if there was a a, a definitive you know, conclusion that you came to, but what, what was your sense when you went up and
0: investigated that? Well, I, I think um, what I didn't realize when I went up and started that investigation was the hours that um, Mr. Steve Coles uh, and friends have put into investigating that photo. Um, and we're talking about days and days and days that they tried to recreate this and just have not been able to Um, some people say it's an owl coming down as kind of swooping in, uh, that's just kind of laughable. Um, I think it's, it's, it's either one of two things. It's either a moose with a baby or a legitimate Bigfoot. I don't think it's, 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 it's one of the two. Um, and, and I can't, you know, as, as much as I've looked at that picture, my mind is, is making it seem like it's a moose, moose there that I see a moose, but I don't think I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying yeah, to come up mean, with I, a rational explanation at... for it, but I don't think I can.
1: I looked at a picture of a moose, but didn't even enter the equation. I don't even know how you could look at.
0: It took some time. Yeah. It took some time to get there. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, I mean, I, I would have to do, okay. I'd have to do some, but uh, yeah, it was a, that was a very interesting, um, like case and and so the one picture right before the picture of the you know whatever it is moose bigfoot with a baby so the coyote is running off
0: yeah with
1: the tip so would a coyote run off be- with the tail between its legs for a moose
0: yeah no probably not
1: i mean i don't know yeah. i don't know i'm just i'm just
0: one well and if... and the other the other issue with with the moose uh uh, is that just just like it's laughable that it couldn't have been an owl because the camera's trigger speed, it was mm-hmm. at like a second, so an owl would have been out of that frame before the before the before the picture even shot, right? Um, a moose would have uh, been in that frame many times, not just on one shot, right? Because a moose yeah. doesn't move that quick. Yeah, that's so, kind of. So there's it's it's you know now that i say that it's almost laughable to think that a moose could even be there because unless a moose can teleport i'm not saying a bigfoot teleports don't get me but a, a bigfoot can move quicker than the camera can take pictures for sure
1: well since you brought that up oh here we go yep. since you brought that up what um <laughs> how many reports have you gotten that include you know the the and i hate to say the woo aspect of it but the the more paranormal aspect not that seeing a bigfoot's normal
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah you know
1: what i'm saying but but like yeah. has there been a lights or ufo activity or anything like that you know that, that goes along I, with it
0: i've i've uh in in this area of new jersey it's pretty much biological bigfoot uh as as classic as it comes um i have seen uh and i don't normally share the story but i will um it's so right before we got that really good Bigfoot vocalization up at high point that I was telling you about, Mm um, about 15 minutes beforehand, there was a group of five of us. Um, and we all saw it. Uh, it was just like a zigzagging light through the sky. It was red and it was doing like M's like an M or a W just across the night sky. And we all were like, what is that we have no idea have you know we took videos of it but you can't see it on the phone obviously but it's like or the or you know even on the camera you couldn't see it but it was like what what is that um and then 15 minutes later we heard that bigfoot vocalization now people are like how is that how can you not put the two and two together and connect the two and i just don't think it's 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 close but it's not um i can't i still can't connect the two I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I
1: know. <Yeah. laughs> Interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've heard some good stuff. So, you know, I, I I've heard a lot of good stuff off off of the air that <laughs> uh, that uh, you know comes from some some stuff that. Uh, would lead me to believe that there might be a connection in some cases uh, of the, t- of the two things of, of an un- unknown mm. light source vehicle, whatever. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, to me, to me, it's so hard to see one or the other. Mm. Okay. That if you happen to see them both together, yeah. either you're the luckiest person, on the face of the earth, or I, there's a there's a connection.
0: To yeah, I guess, guess I should I guess I should have went out and bought a lottery ticket that night. I don't, I don't know.
1: Well, I think your luck ran out. You got to <laughs> yeah, see him vote. probably right <laughs> <laughs> because you got to see him vote. But I do, I do, I think that's. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just there's so much. Uh, there's just so much unknown when it comes to to what's to what's going on out there. You
0: know. But isn't it, isn't it fantastic that we can sit down and have a, a and mm-hmm. have a conversation about that, though?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I do. Great. I mean, and, and I'm much older than you. So as <laughs> I grew up in the 70s, and all you had was, you know, in search of and, uh-huh. um, you know, I waited every week for the Scholastic book order thing to see if there was a book on the uh, – Bermuda Triangle or a ghost or something like that. I mean, that's yeah. the only way I got my fix yeah. for this yeah. stuff. And, and in the middle of Ohio, you never thought, which is crazy. This is what's crazy is growing up in Ohio, you never thought there was Bigfoot. But at the same time, the Minerva Monster was going on and it was mm. national news. But because of where I lived, I got the news out of Columbus or no, out of Toledo. And that was the news in Cleveland. So I never saw, you never saw it. You didn't even know. And it's not even an hour away, Mm. you know, Mm. know, and, uh, or it might've changed my whole life. I might've been, but you just didn't, you just didn't think that stuff. So, so our, our, um, you know, technology, like you said, is sometimes bad, but it's also good in sharing information and bringing the world a little bit closer when it comes to, You know topics like this
0: and uh well and the the technology's not going away you know and and if we get it i'm actually um i I have a a docuseries out called squatchables uh it's it's kind of like a bigfoot intro to bigfooting 101 type of thing uh dvd series um but i'm i'm going to be putting out another um another uh series of it very shortly with uh strictly on technology and how we use this new sort of mapping software whenever we go big footing um to map out where we're going to be and we can do live tracks and stuff like that it's just i mean the technology is just so great and the available stuff that we're we have and are going to have access to in the next year or so it's just i mean and I know that goes against my whole thing of put down the phone, and get outside, but like I said, it's not going away, so you might as well get the best of both worlds, right?
1: Yeah, might as well embrace it and and use it to your advantage. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so. especially uh, and and uh, any any Bigfoot researchers, I would say, you know, definitely if you have the ability to 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 get. Some, some good mapping software and stuff like that. That makes, that makes Bigfooting so much easier. You can map where you hear your vocalization or where you find a tree structure and you could share it live time with people. It's so cool.
1: Well, I, Mike, I appreciate you uh, using technology to, to get, come on with me and share some, <laughs> of these, uh, some of these experiences and some of your, uh, your insight from, from years of being out in the field. So, um, make, tell everybody now like where they can go find these, find your videos and stuff, and then where they can go and keep an eye out if you are coming uh, to their town or, or near their town uh, on your library tour.
0: Yeah, the the place to be, uh, it's a brand spanking new website we just have. It's called it's uh, shadowofredeye.com. Can't beat it. It's the easiest thing you can you can remember. Shadowredeye.com. It's got all of our tour information, all of our YouTube videos on it. Uh, we have an Etsy that we use to support our shows uh, research for. Um, we have some really cool uh, some Bigfoot magnets and keychains and stuff on there, which is awesome. Um, and then uh, our Instagram from so that our Instagram is like behind the scenes type of thing. That's uh, Shadow of Red Eye and then our facebook is in the shadow of big red eye and our youtube is like we said before it's uh Sussex county bigfoot nj and the show's name is in the shadow of big red eye
1: yeah i'd encourage everybody to go and check out like 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 we were talking for there's so much good stuff out there by so many good researchers and uh people doing investigations and stuff and this is just one of those. This is just another one that is yeah, really I good. And I appreciate you, like you know, saying, "Look, I'm going to do this um, uh, in and in the right way, and, and show that uh, you know it's just not it's just not all for entertainment. You know, yeah, you're it's... really trying to really trying to do something, even though it is entertainment."
0: Hey, want to it, say, and you, say, you gotta have fun doing it. That's the thing too. There's, a, there's, there's, there are. I've, I've met a handful of researchers that are really into it, and I think that's great. But yeah, I, I, I think it's also important to have some fun while you're doing it too.
1: You know, and that's the approach we take with the yeah. podcast. Is yeah, we love talking about this, but we also, it's, it's got to be fun. Too, if it's not fun all, you
0: can't do it yeah if no, it's not fun don't no, do it it's not, you know? i mean i
1: we're all busy if you, if you don't want to be doing stuff that, that makes you go like oh god i gotta do, <laughs> do this <laughs> yeah. but uh, but no mike i appreciate you coming on and i hope hey thanks
0: cares. for having me shane i i this was this was wonderful i had a great time
1: and if you uh hopefully you'll come to a library close to me and i can come and sit in the back and i will ask a bunch of like crazy questions and have everybody look around and say, who is this idiot back here, back here. And you if, can, maybe, you can, maybe I get Stacey Brown to come with me too.
0: You'll, you'll, you're you the guy in the back that's like, I know what happens next. I know what happens next when I'm trying to tell my story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, that's great. So, all right, Mike. Well, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody go check out uh, Sussex County Bigfoot on uh, YouTube and uh, in the, uh, the shadow of big
0: right shadow oh shadow of red eye. It's not big red eye except Sh- yeah, yeah it's it's i had to shorten it because nobody wants to type out that that much <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well we'll put some links up so everybody can cool. everybody can find it so
0: well, i preci- appreciate you hanging out thanks man i appreciate it shane thank you
1: thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the from the shadows
0: podcast until next time Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We
1: are out. <laughs> God only knows what time.
2: If you drop a slice of toast, it will land butterside down. You see, there are some things in the future you can predict, like needing to be ready for whatever that future might bring. Get started by talking to one of our investment advisors. We'll use our knowledge and experience to help you get your money working harder for you, for them, for tomorrow. Search bankofireland.com forward slash explore investing. Bank of Ireland begin. Terms and conditions apply. Bank of Ireland is a tight agent of New Ireland Assurance Company, PLC, trading as Bank of Ireland Life for life assurance and pensions business. Members of Bank of Ireland Group. Bank of Ireland trading as Bank of Ireland Insurance and Investments is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.